Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. So here we are, 2021, year of the online coach. And I have just completed my slightly late 2020 annual review. Now there is a article version of this and there's a video version if you prefer to see my beautiful face on YouTube. So you can have a look at them. The links are in the description below. Otherwise, if you want to listen to this through the medium of audio, then here we go. What I've done is the Chris Sparks annual review template that Chris Williamson has been gently and persistently prodding me to do. And it's been really rewarding. And I thought I'd go through this with you because there's a few lessons that have come out of it that I think will be really valuable for you and your business. The first thing is what I've learned from business this year. And the main theme has been cutting the fluff and focusing down on a single metric. We've been able to progress far faster and have the most profitable year ever by focusing on a single product, one funnel, one metric, and optimizing for one thing. This is compared to the previous years where we've been so fragmented trying to do multiple things at once. For you, it could be podcast listeners or Twitter followers or YouTube subscribers or anything else. For us, the thing to double down on was opt-ins, but it's important to find out what your specific needle mover is and double down on it and focus all of your efforts on that. Now, I can hear you in the background thinking, ah, but what about Goodhart's Law? Of course you were thinking that. Well, Goodhart's Law is when the measure becomes the target, it ceases to become an accurate measure. Now, this is true to an extent, and it depends on the type of metric that you use. But if you pick a number and you're focusing on trying to influence that number at all costs, it could take you away from the underlying thing you're trying to influence. For example, if you're trying to lose weight and you focus everything on that number, then you might end up cutting off legs and things to try and lose as much weight as possible. So you need to have your target nested within some kind of context of why am I trying to lose weight? Well, it's to look better and feel better in myself. It's X, Y, Z. And it's something to get you closer to the core thing that you're trying to influence. And the closer you can get to that, the better. But that aside, Goodhart's law doesn't kick in straight away. Everything works until it stops working. So at the end of the day, we can get philosophical about this, but really optimizing for something is better than not optimizing for anything. Better to move forward with something and then you can course correct along the way. The safety catch to stop you going way off course is having a recurring review process just like this annual review. Make sure that nothing gets grandfathered in that isn't serving you and separate planning from execution. Next, lessons that I've learned from being a doctor over the last 18 months. Being a doctor is quite an algorithmic process and at the end of the day, as a doctor, you are one big complex algorithm. 
And the way that you progress to become better at what you do is consistent application of the inputs. And this applies very much to being an online coach as well. You have clients that approach you with a specific goal, either physique or performance, look better, feel better, perform better, and there's no magic trick. I was worried because this year I'd taken my eye off the ball a bit and I was focusing on propane and doing these podcasts for you guys. And I thought I would struggle with the role that I'm stepping into, which is supposedly senior house officer. And fortunately, the role actually came quite naturally to me. What I realized is that a lot of the learning comes through experience and it happens unconsciously and osmotically. If you then add into the mix conscious learning to upskill, sharpen the saw and improve your ability to be the best coach that you can be, then you can't fail. And that's the thing that I've been focusing on this year, which is in hospital, whenever I see a new presentation or a new condition that I've not been fully familiar with or haven't looked at since med school, is to just spend 10 minutes learning about it and fully lock that in. And that's the way to combine just-in-time learning with practical application. And you can do the same with your clients. If you have a new situation or someone with a slightly unusual goal, spend some time looking at the data, looking at the best ways to achieve that goal for the client and lock that knowledge in. Create some notes and build some momentum in your external brain. I've also learned that being a doctor has been the most bomb-proof job that there is. I can't envisage a global situation where doctors aren't needed. And when everyone around me was being furloughed, there wasn't even a sniff of job insecurity, which basically showed that on the one side, we have jobs that have maximum security, but minimum upside. And this is on the low risk side of the Nassim Talib barbell. Whereas being an entrepreneur is high risk, but it's very unsecure. You don't know if you're going to eat the next month. And with the processes that we teach, we help to, to curb some of that risk and help you to get a consistent flow of clients while still being exposed to the huge upside that you can get as an online coach. Many of the people that we've worked with have been making seven, eight, nine thousand pounds a month. I've also been the most poor in terms of free time that I've ever been. And I'm realizing now that free time is the truest form of wealth. And it's yet another reason to be self-employed. You can stack up money, but you can't stack up time. Once it's gone, it's gone. And beyond a certain amount of money, you can't squeeze that much more happiness out of it, much more enjoyment. And so speaking of which, some lessons that we've learned from relationships are that I've really learned to reconnect with the simple pleasures. The joys of walking and eating with loved ones sounds like simple stuff, but I think we often forget. I've also smashed out the park with buying gifts this year. So I use my TickTick, which is a multi-platform app, to have a separate person as a item in the to-do list with subtasks that have different gift ideas. And you can assign dates depending on birthdays and Christmas and that kind of thing. That way I've been able to prepare well in advance and avoid the last minute panic for gifts. Next is asynchronous communication. You know when you're trying to set up a call with a friend and you keep missing each other and you haven't got times that you're both available? Send each other a long form voice message or video message. It's far more personal. It allows you to really sit and listen and process what the other person is saying rather than just being in this frantic chat where you're trying to catch up and wait for the other person to speak. You can also listen in two times speed using the Chrome extension called Zap. Just don't tell anyone. 
I've also found a great hack for getting over your fear that like, oh, this meeting with friends isn't productive or I've got work to do. And you can tick multiple boxes at the same time by eating together or walking together, lockdown permitting. Another great source of joy has been working on a project together where you're both working towards a common goal and you're growing together, you're learning about each other in the process. And if that's a friend who is also interested in becoming an online coach, then why not partner up? You can divvy up the specialties and really go crazy with your output. We've also seen this year how badly some people tolerate being in their own company. Solitary confinement is considered the top punishment that you can give someone. And so it's really important that we learn to embrace that, learn how to enjoy our own company and not try and plug the existential gap with TikTok videos. And this year has been a great reminder about doing that, as well as cultivating fewer and deeper relationships. Sadly, one of our friends died last week and it was really sudden. Johnny and I were planning to visit him last year and we didn't get a chance to. He sent me a message with his symptoms of COVID and said he got his positive test and he was pleased that at least he could tell his manager that it wasn't just a cold and he declined really rapidly. He got admitted to hospital on the Saturday and then died on the Sunday. And this was really a reminder to show people that you love them and tell them that you care because you may not always have the chance to. In terms of training, what did I learn? Well, the big win for me was getting flares on the floor. You might have seen me doing that on Instagram, just spinning around on the floor. I finally got six messy flares, but I'm happy with that. The lesson for me was focusing single-heartedly on a single goal rather than trying to spread myself too thin and not making any progress anywhere. You might have noticed a recurring theme with the lessons here this year. Next, as you will have experienced yourself and with your clients, that gyms can close at any point. At the drop of a hat, you suddenly have to have a backup bodyweight training program and some home gym kit. Otherwise, you can end up in a bit of a pickle. So do that both for yourself and for your clients and make sure that if we're switching between gyms being open and closed over the next couple of years, and I, I really do think that it might last that long, then make sure those backups are set not just as temporary stop gaps, but as a long-term system for your clients. In terms of personal growth, this is actually the year that I've truly got my personal growth systems nailed. And I've done that by doing less. The main lesson here is that personal development in itself can become a form of procrastination. The world of self-development online is a rabbit hole and you just need to get it nailed. Figure out what it is that you want, set the program in motion and then move on. Don't let it become another form of procrastination. The best way to look at this is like brushing your teeth. If you spent all day brushing your teeth, it wouldn't get you anywhere. You'd probably end up doing yourself some damage. So you just say, okay, I'm going to do this twice a day and don't think about it. 12 months later, you've on your journey to have cleaner teeth. Again, many parallels with training. If you want to gain muscle, you pick a long-term program like 531, you set it in motion and you forget about it. Then in a year's time, you're like, oh my God, I've made all this progress. And, you know, we've definitely seen clients that are too busy to think about stuff, but they just get on with the program. And then you look back on the old photos and you're like, dude, you have completely transformed. And they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> and that's the best way. Rather than agonizing over every step of the way and being annoyed at the fact you're not making progress. Or even worse, 
program hopping and moving in a thousand directions at once. The overarching lesson is don't dabble. We have problems of abundance, not problems of scarcity this year and this era. And so any book or system that you choose to follow should be a decision that is taken with the utmost gravity. Any decent system has at least a decade of mileage in it. So you don't need more tools. You need to focus on fewer things and do them better. And one of the best examples of that is if you listen to our interview with Nick Walsh, he is a man who just dialed in. He picked a process, which was the propane business program. He locked himself in and threw himself at it with both feet. And he's had the most profitable year that he's ever had, going from owning a gym to full-time online coach, just in time for COVID as well. So the next lesson is burning a clean flame. You might have seen me talk about this before, but the main reason is that the vehicle that you're operating in has to have some wiggle room in it, it has to have some physical reserve. Otherwise, when life throws its inevitable punches at you, you're not going to be able to handle it. And this applies all the more when we're locked in the house. Our step counts are usually much lower than they should be. Alcohol consumption is at record highs. And so it's a pretty major cocktail for low productivity, low mood, downward spirals. So see my video on that on YouTube called 11 Things to Stop Doing. It's all quite obvious stuff, but I think we often forget. We sometimes think that we're machines and we can just sit and bash out all the work we need to do. But at the end of the day, we've got to take care of our bodies as well, especially when you're supposed to be the walking advert for your business. And if you're not congruent and following the same guidelines that you would tell your clients, then they're not going to trust you. Next, what is the habit that accounted for the most success for me this year? For me, it's been single tasking. Honestly, I've not been very good at it. And the times that I have been doing it, I've been like, oh my God, why aren't I doing this all the time? It requires conscious effort and consistent battles against technology, which is now moving more and more towards trying to make you multitask. We're seeing the user interface of phones and operating systems reducing the friction to multitasking with picture-in-picture -picture and split-screen and notification hell everywhere. So some quick wins that you can do to battle that would be full screen on every task that you do, single tab browsing, and use dual monitors where one monitor is just one big throbbing pulsing Pomodoro timer, uh, which you can do with Tick Tick. And you've got to just treat yourself like a child. You've got to have a big reminder saying this is the task that you should be doing right now and set barriers in place if you go off task. If you want to see the full system for productivity, by the way, check out that on our fitness podcast and on the YouTube channel. I've got a seven-step process for being, being productive when you're self-employed, which is particularly hard when you've got no boss looking over your shoulder in a standard office environment or in the gym. And if you didn't do anything, there'd be no immediate cost that day or the next day. But over time, that would basically wear your business away. Next, what is the most valuable way that I've spent my time in terms of business? It's been creating content, both free and paid. We use the process of 
generating ideas for content, clarifying those ideas, and then planning and presenting, which is a full process that we go through in one of the earlier episodes. It's about 15 episodes back on this podcast. So have a look at that. But the return on investment for making content is absolutely massive, not only to clarify your own thoughts, but if you spend an hour making a video or a podcast and 3000 people watch it, then just think of the return on your time if that is the thing which causes somebody to sign up for your program. Make sure as well to pick the medium of content that suits you best. Again, I've talked about this on one of the previous episodes where if you are more suited to face to camera, you're an extroverted person, then do video. If you're not and you're a bit more introverted, you like to think about what you're putting across, then long form blog or Twitter or something like that. So it depends on matching the way that you like to communicate with your audience and the medium that you're choosing. Otherwise, there's friction to creating the content and being able to do it consistently. Once you've got that in place, pick a system that you know works and follow it. No point trying to reinvent the wheel here. You haven't got time to reinvent the wheel. One other thing that people do is they hold back from producing content online because they want it to be perfect before they put anything out. You will never achieve perfection by sitting and planning. You will endlessly approach perfection by doing and realizing what doesn't work. You might have seen the creativity pipeline, which I think is a really valuable mental model to put this into perspective. The idea is you've got this big sewage pipe full of sludge, but there's fresh water right at the back. And so you need to just get all the sludge out first before you can get the fresh water. So you can't just open the tap a little bit and let drips out. You've just got to let all the crap come out first. And eventually the good stuff will come out as a result. Next, what brought me the most happiness? For me, it was doing anything single-mindedly. It doesn't even matter what you're doing, but there is an inherent joy in the art of deep focus and throwing your whole heart into it. You can turn anything into a meditative task, and the joy comes from the union with you and the task, where there becomes no separation. There is actually a neurochemical basis for this too, where certain neurotransmitters, such as anandamide, which is derived from the word bliss, is released from being in that flow state. I've also quite enjoyed gaining clarity through writing, either through tweaking and gardening in the external brain, or in writing public content. The final thing that I've really enjoyed this year has been, as I said, walking and eating with loved ones, and also just the space and time from being alone. The lesson here is find what makes you happy and aggressively schedule it in so that emails and messages and things don't end up encroaching on that space. Next, onto the big failures for the year. So for me, the big one is my ridiculous Mortal Kombat mobile addiction, which you might have seen from the YouTube channel. If you haven't, have a look at that, but it was horrendous. <laughs> Next, and if you're a personal trainer, you're probably going to throw up at this, but my step count this year was 4,000 on average. Absolutely awful. I also managed to lose £14,000 on the New Zealand dollar. So you might have heard us talk about that on a few episodes back called The Mindset of Money. If you haven't, it is a fantastic episode. Definitely give that a listen. So to wrap things up, favourite song of the year has been this guarantee that you will not like it and favorite quote of the year has been from d.a baker popularized by gopi krishna in his book about kundalini the dispersed 
drifting or semi-awake condition of the mind is not the inwardly focused state of the true mystic or awakened seer. The stillness of the state is the stillness of the soaring eagle, which cleaves its way through the blue with motionless wings. It is the rest that springs from an unusually large amount of actualized energy, the rest that is produced by action, unperceived because it is so fleet, so near, so all-fulfilling. That was probably the best quote in the book. The rest of the book was a waste of time, unfortunately, so I wouldn't go with the full book. Cool story, bro. So there we go, 2020 in a nutshell. I hope that was useful for you, and I would definitely recommend giving the Chris Sparks review template a go. just helps you to crystallise and consolidate the lessons from things that have happened this year, because it has been a pretty eventful year for the online coach. All right, speak to you soon. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.